Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. I hope you're all having fun, all our U.S. listeners, all full of turkey. Hopefully the coma is over with and you are joining us on this uh, fine radio show on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Have we got a star-studded lineup for you tonight? But before we get to that, Junior, what's been catching your eye? I see you busy uh, with your phone in front of your head there. What's going on? Yeah, just uh, obviously no racing this weekend uh, per se. Uh, didn't, uh, you know, first weekend really um, where we didn't turn the TV on and watch some racing from somewhere. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it is officially, uh, you know, dwindling down into the off season. Uh, but, uh, of course, tonight, uh, one of our favorite shows of the year, every single year, uh, it seems uh, a, a preview heading into, you know, the, the mecca of super late model racing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every single year we, we seem to uh, step up the game. And, and uh, man, do we have a lineup tonight talking about uh, the Snowball Derby down there in Pensacola. The 53rd annual Snowball Derby. And I know we got your appetite all fired up last week talking with uh, Bubba Pollard. We also had Cole Powell, or Cole Powell, Cole Butcher on the program last uh, week. Man, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight to get you going. Uh, Bob Dillner, Speed51.com. And, of course, Bob also had lots going on this year. Uh, we're going to catch up with Bob Dillner right off the top of the show. We'll talk the Snowball Derby, of course, with Bob. It goes way back into his younger years. He's been going to it forever, broadcasting it on Speed51.com and uh, it's going to be another big, big year for the Snowball Derby. We'll catch up with Bobby here shortly. We'll also talk with, uh, how about Raphael Lazard? Big, big news, Junior, in the Gander Truck Series, soon to be the Camping World Truck Series once again. Raphael Lazard going to switch uh, teams in 2021. He's going GMS. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome news for Raphael. Um, and, you know, looking at at the end of the season, there's no there's no reason to not switch. Oh, <laughs> you know, man. when you look at the speed that GMS was putting out uh, towards the, uh, you know, the, the final the final 10 races really in the in the truck series of 2020. Um, man, GMS was lighting the lamp on the speed charts. And, uh, you know, Raphael was doing a great job. Um, in, in the KBM equipment, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see what he can do with GMS's stuff now that he's got a year under his belt, um, you know, in, in top-notch stuff with KBM. Um, but I, I do think that GMS has got a little bit of an upper hand right now in the truck series when you look at the Chevrolet program uh, and, and as well, uh, you know, you look at the development program that they've put together over there. Um, you know, I, I've been a very vocal guy about the success of the Toyota racing development um, development program that yep. they've got. Yep. Um, Chevrolet is stepping up their game. 
Mm. They're they're seeing the value um, in, in the development side. Um, you know, it's nothing new to see young drivers get shots. You know, with with a manufacturer, right? Uh, but when you look at what Chevrolet has got laid out, right, with the partnership between GMS Junior Motorsports, really Hendrick Motorsports is involved in that as well. Um, but uh, you know, with the with the driven uh, development program. Um, what a cool fit for Raphael Lassard. I think that, you know, just looking at it from the outside looking in, I'm, I'm excited to hear from Raphael himself. But, you know, the Toyota pipeline is is backed up right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they've stuffed a lot of great talent into a relatively small pipeline. Right. And, you know, the Chevrolet pipeline is just getting underway. Yeah. What a great opportunity for this young man to to jump behind the wheel of, of a Chevrolet and, and get after it. And yeah. uh, I, I'm really looking forward to, to talking to Raphael and, and hearing his excitement to, uh, heading over there to uh, to Statesville. Well, we're going to hear lots from him tonight. Also coming up on the show with more Snowball Derby talk, of course, Stephen Nassie is going to join us, Mr. Nassie. He is uh, driver of the 51. Uh, Augie Grill is going to stop by. We'll hear from Grand Enfinger. And last word tonight is going to go to Caden Lapsovich. He's also going to be at the Snowball Derby. How much you want to bet, Junior? How much you want to bet out of all the guests we had with last week, this week? I'll bet you we got the winner on here somewhere in there. Yes. I would think. I would think that we, you know, definitely have have the, the top three. Yeah, <laughs> uh, over the over the past couple over the past couple shows. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I know our next guest is firmly going to have his eyes on it, as well as absolutely everything else. Always look forward to catching up with Mr. Bob Dillner. We have him on the hotline. What's going on there tonight, Mr. Dillner? Are you full of turkey? Uh, no, not full of turkey, but uh, just uh, been hanging out at our home and uh, just lit a fire in the fireplace because it's a little chilly. And now we're just getting ready to hop on a plane and head down to Pensacola, Florida tomorrow for the uh, 53rd running of the Snowball Derby. Okay, now i got to ask you, have you looked at the long-range forecast? Have you even ventured to have a peek at the app? Uh, what's it looking like in Pensacola for next weekend, do you know? Well, I mean, next weekend's going to be fine. Uh, we know that, uh, listen, we're talking on Sunday, and uh, there's, they, say there, they say there's a chance of rain on Thursday and Friday, a, a chance. And I, uh, what I see is uh, about 40%. Uh, to me, that's a 60% that we're fine. Mm. So uh, <laughs> who knows? I mean, this far out, especially with the Gulf of Mexico, uh, I've been that, going to that race for 20 years. And I, I know that, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that can happen from now until then. So it, it's going to be a little different because the last couple of years have been uh, really weirdly uh, very warm down there. Mm. And this year, I think, it's going to be a little chillier. I think speeds are going to be up. Uh, I think you could see the uh, track record possibly go down during qualifying on Friday night, the most dramatic qualifying in all the motorsports for the super late models. So I'm really interested to see what's going to transpire down there at Five Flag Speedway. This year is going to be unbelievable. There is so much hype, and it keeps on growing. But I think this year... Because of the difficult year that everybody has had in North America, um, everyone is just really looking forward to this one particular race to close out the year and kind of say, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, stick a big fist in the year that is 2020. 
Oh, unbelievable, Bob. This is truly going to be the one. That talent pool lined up for not only the Snowball Derby, but all the undercard stuff coming up with the snowflake and all of the different things that are going to run at Pensacola. Uh, It's truly going to be amazing. If we haven't said that every year, this year, no kidding, it's going to be over the top. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you know, things kick off. Five Flags Speedway has... It's on a little live show tomorrow night, and then we have the kickoff show for the Snowball Derby uh, Tuesday night at Beefo Brady's on Nine Mile Road, a brand-new location, really big, plenty of social distancing, um, and we'll have that piping, the sound and the video piping through the entire restaurant there that Tracy Goodson owns. Um, it'll also be uh, you know provided for everybody on Speed51.tv. And Wednesday, you park rigs, you go through tech. Uh, it, it's kind of a... Uh, a magical thing if you've never experienced parking rigs in tech day sounds boring but it's not it's so much fun it's a way to understand who's there what the cars look like who's having trouble going through ricky brooks room of doom and you know really to get reunited with each other because uh, traditionally a lot of these drivers have been off for about a month prior to the race this year a little bit different but at the same time it's that culmination that last hurrah before, you know, the, the New Year's bell tolls um, and we celebrate Christmas and all that sort of thing. So I think this year is going to take some special significance because of, you know, what COVID-19 has done to everybody in Canada and, and you know, everybody in the United States. I, I think everybody there that is doing the proper thing to do their job um, is going to have a, a really good time at Five Flags Speedway as a unit, as a team, and as a family. Now, Bob, obviously a big part of your broadcast uh, every single year and what kind of makes the Snowball Derby broadcast special uh, is is all the different storylines that kind of, you know, accumulate through the, the course of a season and kind of come to a head uh, down there in Five Flags uh, at in Pensacola. Um, you know, I think from the outside looking out or from the outside looking in, um, you know, the, the main storylines have been covered, you know, dramatically, uh, whether it be on on your network, on anybody else's network. Um, and that's, you know, I, I, I and this is my top four. Uh, and I want to hear what you what you have, you know, on the on the other side of this. But of course, COVID-19, you know, this is going to be, you know, a talking point. Bubba Pollard going to Van Dorn, a new left side tire and the cup you know, champion going to be in the field for the snowflake or for the snowball um, or, or going to be attempting to qualify for the snowball. Uh, what other storylines do you see uh, that, that you guys have kind of got on your radar? Those are three really good ones. Um, obviously the weather, everybody's going to be, we kind of talked about that already. Going to yep. be looking to what mother nature is going to bring us down there because that track is so temperature sensitive and honestly um, the humidity uh, the dew point, uh, the track is very sensitive to that as well. And that could change things in a heartbeat. If you go to qualify and try to lock into the top 30 and you got, you know, 50-plus late models down there, you could be in trouble in a hurry if you don't guess the right way as to what Mother Nature is going to bring you. So I think that is always a variable that everybody pays attention to. But I look to a couple of other things as well. Uh, you mentioned Bubba Pollard and the Van Dorn machine. Uh, that's a huge story right there. Um And you mentioned Chase Elliott, the Cup Series champion. But at the same time, let's not forget that other guy that, oh, by the way, has won the Snowball Derby twice as well, Kyle Busch, is going to be there. And he would love to kind of reign on 
know, Chase Elliott's parade. Remember, Chase Elliott got him by beating him in a truck series race with that little bounty that was put forth <laughs> earlier this year. Well, Chase is getting all the big to-do coming down to Five Flags Speedway. Kyle Busch would like to sneak in there and just take that old Tom Dawson trophy home for the third time and do him one better than Chase Elliott. And, and then I think there's some other things as well. Uh, look at that kid from Michigan, uh, Carson Hosevar. Hosevar is a technical now teammate to Bubba Pollard. He's going to get the wealth of knowledge and some experience, that wisdom that Bubba Pollard can give him. Probably won't give him too much, but we'll give him <laughs> some. And at the same time, he's the Winchester 400 winner. He's won several other races, Lebanon, Missouri, and Berlin, and all different races in super late models this year. It was a breakout season for Carson Hosovar, who normally drives in the NASCAR trucks. Doesn't really do much there. No disrespect to him, but the equipment that he has is not up to the standards of the absolute contenders in the series. So Hosovar, man, if he could etch his name on that Tom Dawson trophy as a Snowball Derby victor by the end of Sunday, he could really elevate himself as somebody to watch out for in the coming years in the upper three echelons of NASCAR. Uh, And then there's the unknown. Uh, if you really look at it, whether it's the Grant Enfinger or, you know, you know, just your Logan Boyettes and everybody else, nobody going down there is not a contender, mm. which I guess what I'm saying is everybody is. And a lot of it has to do with qualifying. Everybody focuses on that and then survive. Uh, I, I've seen Charlie Bradbury um, go a lap down in the race and come back to win it. Yeah. So that is something that everybody just sort of just forgets about. They look at who's fast, they look at the Bubba's, they look at this and that, but they forget that you just have to be there at the end. And the final thing I think that is going to be a huge story is that redemption factor for oh, Stephen yeah. Nassie. I think what happened to him last year um, has really motivated him this year. The kid has turned himself around. He's still a hothead, but that's part of his character. I kind of like it to some degree. Okay? That means he can also wheel a race car with passion. And I believe that passion is going to fuel him and that Jet Motorsports team in the 53rd running of the Snowball Derby. And Nassie, if he's able to keep his fenders clean, is going to be a contender. Bar none. He's slimmed down. He's more focused than ever. And what happened to him is like one of those you know, prickers off a rose bush that's yeah. just been sticking them in the side all year long. And whether you think what happened to him last year was fair or not, doesn't really matter. Nasty's coming back and he's saying, I'm going to get me a Tom Dawson trophy. I don't think that there was an interview this year where that didn't kind of come up. Oh, yeah. You know, it was. It's like it's like a driver that hasn't won the race before, right? Like Bubba Pollard gets asked the same question every single year: When are you going to win the Snowball Derby? <laughs> Dale Earnhardt always got asked: When are you going to win the Daytona 500? Right? It's it's those types of of, of questions, but. Every every single time I see Nassie in front of a camera, whether it be a pro late model race, whether it be you know a dirt race, it, it always came up. And, yeah, it always and came back like, to the Derby. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and uh, but you know what the neat part is is there was a couple where he brought it up. You yeah, know where he brought right. it up in 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 conversation. That's and, saying a lot. And about that Steve says and a lot. Nassie. Absolutely. Yep. You know it's it's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something to watch for as well for the throughout the course of the weekend. And don't forget about you know Nassie. And Kyle Busch kind of went at it at each other 
um, after last year's Snowball Derby via social media. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Bubba Pollard and Stephen Assey, listen, it's no secret they don't like each other. Right. So there's a lot of storylines and a lot of things to look for on the racetrack, whether you're in those grandstands, and if you can't get down to Five Flags Speedway, it's going to be a heck of a show, or watch live on Speed51.tv. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch all the storylines play out. We're with Bob Dillner right now. He is live with us here on Race Time Radio. If you just tuned in on Sirius XM, welcome aboard. Bob Dillner, of course, always synonymous with Fox Television, with Speed51.com. But, Bob, you also had another hat to wear this year over the summer. How did it go for you in the promoter's role? <laughs> That was fun. What a um, year to take yeah. over promoting, by the way. Yeah. What a Woo. year for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, I think it was um, mid to two-thirds of the way through August, and Charlie Shaw, the owner of Winchester Speedway, and I had uh, said we wanted to work together at the Winchester 400 last year. COVID hit. Everything slowed down. And then I got the call, hey, do you want to do something? Come on by. I said, well, I'm going to be up in Indiana. I'll stop by. And, and uh, Charlie and I have a great relationship. Uh, that staff there is fantastic and uh, became the promoter of Winchester Speedway. Really enjoyed it. We had an ultra-successful Winchester 400 after uh, canceling the Labor Day deal because of everything that was going on, and we wanted to understand everything that we could or could not do for the fans and the racers to come to the racetrack. So the Winchester 400 was the best Winchester 400 in the track's history in terms of crowd and and uh, all the ambiance and so forth. So we're really excited for next year at Winchester Speedway. Um, Charlie and I are back again. Uh, we view this as a long-term deal. We're looking forward to it. We got the golden running of the Winchester 400 this coming year. That's going to be huge. Mm. Uh, but we're also having a big midweek special, May 18th, Tuesday, uh, Flyover States 150. Uh, big super late model race. We're going to have USAC returning. That announcement should be made this week with the USAC Silver Crown cars coming back to Winchester. Cool. So we got about six races and a bunch of community events as well. We're going to have concerts. We're going to have uh, car shows, flea markets. Maybe you should come down and uh, maybe uh, find yourself on one of those flea market tables. Absolutely, Bob. I will take you up on that. I heard good things about you down there, and I wanted to make sure I fit that in here tonight because you. Uh, you got many hats on. And, my friend, you're doing a dynamite job. This pandemic gets the hell out of here. And I can tell you what, life's going to go back to normal. And every single race fan, race team, promoter, sponsor, you name it, all of us are going to do one great big sigh of relief. And I believe every dirt track, asphalt track, road course, you name it, is going to be packed to the nines when fans can go back and forget about if they're going to catch a cold. Yeah, man, I I did... 80-plus races this year, and, you know, it was definitely uh, grueling at times. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but, man, we were packed, and I really enjoy my work with uh, Lucas Oil and Mav TV and uh, Lucas Oil Racing TV and looking forward to the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we still have the C's, the B's, and the A's live on Mav TV mid-January. Uh, so right as soon as we get done with the Snowball Derby, I'll be focusing on uh, the Chili Bowl as well as the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series because the week after the Chili Bowl, uh, we head down to the Georgia-Florida Speedway uh, with the Dirt Late Models. <laughs> what off-season. All there is is Christmas in there, Bob. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopefully Santa brings me some uh, 
you know, uh, good sleep because I'll, I'll need to sleep like a bear for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or you're going to get a phone call and there's going to be a promoter that's going to hold a Christmas Day 500 somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'll want Speed 51 out of Yeah, that's right. Bob, I got to ask you, uh, Pensacola, Florida, the home of the Snowball Derby, 53rd annual, everybody. If you can't make it to Pensacola, fear not. All you got to do is go speed51.tv, speed51.com, and the coverage is second to none. You got to take this in, race fans. If you're within earshot of this, you already know it, but if you're a new race fan, trust me when I say you do not want to miss this coming weekend. Pensacola, Florida, one of the fastest tracks in all of North America. It is an de- excellent track for these guys to compete on. The, uh, the, the talent pool is huge. You won't get any bigger, any better. And the racetrack. i got to talk to you about the track because, Bob, you know it well. That thing has got character and character <laughs> plus. Does it change year to year, or has the character built in that track? And there it is. Will the notes be any good for those guys from last year? Or has that place changed once again? It, it has changed uh, a little bit uh, with all the hurricanes and the storms and the cold and, and the heat uh, that Pensacola endures through the year. Every year that track gets more grizzled. Um, and, and Tim Bryant, the owner of Five Flag Speedway, uh, you know, he's man, I don't know, should I pave it? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you're going to ruin it for a little bit if you, if you, if you do that. And you won't ruin it, but it'll be be definitely different and uh they've done a good job at manicuring a track that is an old racing surface and um it's going to be spectacular this year but i I think the biggest thing is is that bubba pollard and i were talking about this a little bit and he goes man he goes in the summer months you know my car just hasn't been right and i can kind of make up for a little bit because it's so slick that you know i can drive it a certain way and make up for the loss of handling on his race car. But when he gets to the winter and the, and the fall months, he can't quite do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what fools everybody that competes at the, at the Five Flags Speedway all year long to prepare for the Snowball Derby. Then when they come down to Five Flags Speedway in that half mile in Pensacola, it's, it's a little bit colder. The track's got a lot more grip. It's a different setup. It's different, different handling characteristics. So it's a big puzzle, and whoever puts that puzzle together right in terms of the setup of the race car, if they can survive the 300 laps, uh, they'll have a shot to go to victory lane. And as kind of a final question here, um, you know, this year we've seen a new body style, you know, enter in the in the super late model world. And, you know, at every show that that I've watched, um, you know, there was cars with the old body style. There was cars with the new body style. Uh, give us a scorecard on that and, and, and the, the actual layout of, of the unveil of the new ABC platform. Uh, how do you feel that it went for, for this year? I think it's fine. I, I think there were some undue penalties, weight penalties put yeah. on the new bodies. Sure. I, I think they're just, you know, pretty darn close. And, and I think that there was just a fear that the new body would be uh, better. And they wanted to make sure that everybody wasn't spending a whole bunch of money that they didn't have to go get the new bodies if they were that much better. So some people put some weight on them. Uh, I think by the time we get to next year, I, I think all that's going to be out the window. I think the new bodies and the old bodies can race together. Um, you know, it, it actually makes it interesting because some of the new bodies, you're like, oh, man, that's cool and different. And then you go back and you see some of the old bodies, and it's like, 
oh, man, that is cool, too. Look at the <laughs> attitude on that. So I love the mix, um, and it definitely gives the, the cars that have been so stale for a long time because they've had the same body for a long time, it gives them some variance now in yep. what the fans are seeing on the racetrack. And I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, I, I don't want to see all new bodies, and I don't want to see all the old bodies. I want to see a mixture of both, and I think we're going to see that at least for the next couple of years. I agree. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Awesome stuff. Bob, i got to ask you, uh, and, and, you know, it wouldn't be a Joe, Joe, and Bob if I didn't ask you this. You're uh, going to put them on the spot. Well, we got to do it. we got to do it. <laughs> We've done do it every year. we got to say, but, Bob, give us your top five, and you get the first uh, pick out of the litter. He's even will. more of a politician now that he's a promoter, though. Well, you realize okay. that, right? It's just the three he's of us He's going to sidestep talking. this question so hard. No, he's not. This is Bob Dillner. <laughs> he don't sidestep nothing. He tells you the way it is, and he's going to do uh, his five. I guarantee it. Well, you know, I, I don't. I'm not a guy that picks a favorite. So you can just wipe Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott off the map. Are they contenders? Absolutely. But right. I, I'm not going to sit there and pick them because they're going to be like, oh, you know, Bob, Mr. NASCAR guy, you to pick the NASCAR guys. I think Chase is going down there to have fun and go for the win. So is Kyle. I think they'll both be a big factor. Uh, but if, if I had to put my finger on a top five, mm. um, you know, I would probably look at uh, two West Coasters as as guys that can contend, uh, Derek Thorne, uh, mm. nobody's better than him in the West Coast. So, and, and he's won at Pensacola before in a late model race and has contended for the victory in the Snowball Derby. So I, I think he'll be definitely a factor. Um, so you got two, that leaves me with three more. Um, boy, that's hard to pick those three right there. But I'm going to say probably uh, Carson Hosovar. Uh, with how good he's been, is going to be a major factor there. Um, I, I think Stephen Nassi uh, will be that factor. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to say, because he busted on me so many times <laughs> for not picking him. Right. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the man, the driver, and the fan, and, and the leader that he's become in racing. So without further ado, I'm going to say the winner of the 53rd running of the Snowball Derby is Bubba Pollard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I don't think you can go too far wrong on that one. Who's going to take the poll? Because that could be a different guy. You never know. Who's going to take the poll? Ah, Carson Osavar. I think the kid is, uh, you know, sometimes it's like young and dumb, right? Yeah. Um, I I think he he can uh, definitely play into it. And the one guy that I did leave out, and I shouldn't, by the way, because it's hard to narrow it down, is Ty Majeski. We haven't talked about Ty. Oh. You know, again, uh, the reason why I didn't pick Ty is because so many people are picking Ty Majeski out of Wisconsin. Right. Um, I, I think the, the, the guy is just so good. He's so talented, whether it be behind the wheel of a late model or something else. I think Majewski is going to be a contender. Um, but, again, I, I, you know, if you look at Pollard, Pollard is a guy that, oh, he can't get get it done in the Snowball Derby. Right. Nasty, oh, he got DQ'd last year. Hosovar, who the heck is he? Right. The two West Coasters, we don't expect them. The, the favorites, I think, are Majewski, Kyle, and Chase, but I'm going to go a different route on my pick. Now, you said the two West Coasters. You only mentioned Derek Thorne. Which other one? Are you oh. talking about Doss or are you talking yes, about Kraus? Sorry, I didn't mention Jeremy Doss, but I think Jeremy okay. Doss, new car, coming back to super late models, Brandon Ernest, Ernest performance. Yep. Uh, he's got a lot of help there. I think Jeremy Doss is going to be a factor in this one as well. He tested 
uh, just yesterday or the day before, and uh, apparently the test went really well. Nah, big time stuff, Junior. Your shot. Go ahead. Top five. Top five. I'm top five. I, I have to. I have to pick Nassie, even though he, he Bob <laughs> left him on the table. Um, no, he took him. It, he took know, him he, in the top five. In in the top five. He, yeah. he's he's in my top five for sure. Um, I I actually have to go with Cole Butcher. He's he's primed and ready to go, and he's been fast. And of course, he's Canadian, so I gotta pick him. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I I I want to. You know, my sentimental pick would be Dan Fredrickson. He's he's fast everywhere he goes. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to go down there with guns a blazing this year. And uh, you know, towards the end of the race last year, he was right in the mix. And uh, you know he's he's been in the mix everywhere he's ever raced. So, um, and then I got to take Majeski and Hosevar. Ninety-one. You're going to go with Ty, and yeah. you're going to go with Hosevar. Yep. That but is- who to win? Who to win? Who to, Who to win? win? Who yes. to win? Who to win? Out of that, Nassie. Nassie the winner. Nassie 51. The winner. Is he going to have okay. the Christmas paper car this year? Or I, I don't he, know. We're going to find out because we do have him coming up. Lightweight wrap. <laughs> Lightweight wrap, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get my shot now. I get my top five. Yeah. Uh, my top five are going to include, I got to put Grant and Wenger in there because it's been a while since he ran the Derby. Yep. Uh, he's coming off a really good truck run and stuff. He has got a real hankering to be at the Derby. I think he's going to roll in the gate with a good piece, and uh, he he loves doing what he's doing. So i got to take him. Uh, He's in my top five. I've also got to take Caden Lapsovich. How can you not look at Caden Lapsovich? That 16 car has been a force wherever he has shown up this year. I kind of think Caden has got uh, something to prove. He's going to be in there. I, as well, am going to throw Cole Butcher into the mix because I think he's going to be a threat for the poll. And this is an all-Canadian team so far. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he is going to be uh, too far off the poll. He has done some really good stuff. Has he closed? No, he hasn't. Yep. So I think this could be the year that he could close, but I can't throw out uh, Bubba Pollard. He's in there, but I'm kind of thinking he's going to finish second to... Steven Nassi. I got to go with Nassi. I got to go with Nassi. I have to. There's my top five. But what the hell do I know? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I know It'll one be thing. fun to watch. I can tell you who the winner is going to be. The winner is going to be every single race fan that has it dialed into Speed51.tv and watches the 53rd annual Snowball Derby. I, right, Bob? This is going to be the one to watch. Yeah, and we got a whole new platform, too. We debuted Speed51.tv a few months back, and uh, it's available on all the apps, you know, Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, your Apple, your Droid phones, you name it. The key thing to remember, and Joe, I just want to remind everybody out there um, that you still have to order the pay-per-view on Speed51.tv. Go to the website and order the pay-per-view on Speed51.tv. Once you do that, Mm. You can watch it wherever you want. Right. Um, it just, you know, some of the platforms that are built these days, um, they don't allow the purchase on the app. And that's because, quite honestly, um, all the money uh, that would be taken right. uh, by Apple and Droid and all that sort of thing, uh, they, they take a considerable amount. And remember, this is a, a, a revenue split um, that, that we help the racetrack, help pay our expenses, 
and help the racetrack generate more revenue as well. So it's definitely a win for the racetrack, and, and we just want to remind everybody that they go to speed51.tv on the web, buy it there, and then watch it wherever the heck you want on whatever app you want. Uh, and they're going to do that. Final, and I promise, final question for you. You've seen 20, how many of these, Bob? 25, did you say? 20. No, I, oh, 20. 20 years. I started in um, 2001, so yep. um, this will complete my 20th snowball derby okay out of those 20 out of those 20 you must have a favorite snowball derby and do you believe this year's 53rd running will top your favorite or what's your favorite number one yeah it's very hard to say i mean all of them are are really good um and this year could be spectacular you just don't know until (laughs) that final checkered flag falls but at the same time I go back to when Charlie Bradbury won, and um, I was up covering the Cup Banquet at the Waldorf Astoria in New York for TNN. Uh, he was there as the All-Pro NASCAR All-Pro champion, and uh, it was uh, Friday night. We had seen each other at the banquet. Uh, hey, we'll see you down at the Derby. And then all of a sudden, a big blizzard came in, mm. and we had a foot and a half of snow. Charlie's calling me the next day. He goes, man, I can't get down to the Derby. Somebody else tried to qualify his car, didn't get it locked in. Uh, he wanted to get down there, get in the last chance race. He had a provisional starting spot by virtue of, uh, I think, a Blizzard Series points deal. Um, but we, we couldn't find a way out. All the flights were canceled. No. And Charlie, at the last minute, um, I think it was like literally 7 o'clock at night, New York time, and I get a call. It's Charlie. I was just about to go into a Broadway play, and he no. says, uh, Bob, I found me a kamikaze pilot. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what? Because my dad and I are going to pick you up at the hotel, hop in, and we're going to fly to Pensacola. So we, we go there, we hop in the, this jet, and we go down the runway, and literally the, the, the airplane takes off right be, before you hit those lights that we saw glowing through the foot and a half of snow <laughs> on the side of the runway. Yeah. And I turn back, and Charlie's got a big old grin on his face, and he goes, a little loose, huh? <laughs> so, uh, you know, he starts dead last in that race and uh, goes lap down, comes back, and wins it. And doesn't just win it, but wins it in a side-by-side battle with Gary St. Amant at the finish line. They make contact. Bradbury's car winds up in the wall in turn number one. Shows you how spectacular the Snowball Derby can be. They bring it, limp it to victory lane. Wrecked, didn't matter. Charlie had a big old smile on his face that day, and that was quite a story. And uh-huh. Tech was the easiest getting through. Uh, yeah, right. The car's destroyed. Oh, yeah, Take yeah, yeah. Whatever tech you it, want. Tech it. Yeah, whatever go ahead. <laughs> Bob, thanks so much for this tonight. We surely appreciate it. And uh, good luck. Safe travels. Get down there. And oh, is your son going to be on the broadcast this year? He is actually. He's going to be awesome. The, uh, one of the pit reporters. Him and Jim Trado will be the pit reporters for Sunday's big race. Cool. Well, do us a favor, say hello to everybody down there for us, and uh, Bob Dillner, good luck, be safe, and uh, get ready. Uh, more history is going to be made come next weekend in the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby, and it all kicks off all the way up in Thursday night, right? they got to tune in from there forward. Exactly. I'm looking forward to it, Speed51.tv, and uh, I really appreciate you guys and what you do, and 
and how you follow uh, short track racing because there ain't no better racing out there, I can tell you that. You want to believe it. Thanks so much, Bobby. Have a good one. That is Bob Dillner, uh, speed51.tv.com. So many different handles. But we are going to hit this quick break. When we come back, Raphael Lazard is going to join us. We're going to have him in and out real fast along with Augie Grill. He's also coming up on the other side of the break. And you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fired up by Quick Wick Fire Starters. Available online at quickwick.com. That's quickwick, Q-W-I-C-K-W-I-C-K.com. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Winter is on the way. Cold temperatures mean we light fires to warm up or cook on, sometimes even to survive. Quick, quick fire starters are a must in your kit, in your sled, ATV, or vehicle. Quick, quick just may save your life if you get stranded this winter. Enjoy the winter. We're Canadian. And so is Quick Wick. They're available online. Go to quickwick.com. Quick Wick fire starters. They work. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Chisholm along with Junior right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Ever make a mistake? <laughs> I did. I gave Sue, instead of Raphael's number, I gave her 
I gave her LP's number LP from last week off of Jess's message. I mean, if they but- spoke French, we wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. <laughs> well, we do have Raphael Lazard <laughs> coming up in mere moments, and then we're going to do a quick turnaround, and we're going to fire off down to uh, Georgia, I yep. do believe, and Great we're going to grab... Uh, we're going to grab Mr. Augie Grill still before the top of the hour. So uh, we've got lots coming at you. And then hour number two, look out right back into the Snowball Derby. Huge. Uh, it's uh, just just amazing. Did you get Raphael there, Sue? You do? Okay. I was looking for a thumbs up. We got her now, and I know we got Raphael Lazard on the other end of this. What's going on tonight, Raphael? Big, big news, brother. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> that was huge, man. Funniest tweet of the week last week was um, uh, from GMS. Anybody know French? We need a crash course in French. Uh, and I was trying to figure out why, and then I read down a little further, seeing your picture, and I went, oh, my, look at this. Raphael's going to go GMS in 2021. That's huge news, buddy. And the GMS logo, too. Did you see that yeah. with the Canadian flag in it? That's awesome. Man, yeah, talk, about, awesome. talk <laughs> about winning some Canadian fans. Good good on you, GMS. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Uh, how did that deal all come together, Raphael? Have you been working on that one or, uh, for a while, or did that just sort of slide into place? Well, we were in negotiation with them uh, for a while. Uh, we knew we were not going back to Cabos uh, Motorsport, but uh, I want to thank them for everything they they done for me the last three, the past three years, and Toyota also. Uh, and they wish me the best, uh, best of luck in my new uh, adventure with GMS. But I'm excited to move to. Uh, it's gonna be a, a big challenge for me to move to uh, Chevrolet and just uh, being with GMS for next year. I, I feel like it's a good decision, and uh, I'm really excited. Really excited to get going with a new team, uh, meet new people, and just uh, ma- make some. Uh, hopefully, we can get some good results and. And hopefully we can sign for the 22 races soon. Yeah, absolutely. For the speed that you've seen out of the GMS trucks uh, uh, towards the end of last year, obviously GMS has always been fast, right? And so is KBM. They, they, they're, they're both top teams in the series. But when you look at the speed that GMS had towards the end of last year, uh, that had to be super exciting for you to see, um, you know, knowing that you were going to be moving on and, and stepping into one of those. Uh, the development program that Chevrolet has put together, Raphael, obviously you're a development driver, right? You want to go cup racing one day, and, and this development program is, is how you do that. And, and the GMS uh, you know, uh, c- combination with, with the other Chevrolet teams uh, like Junior Motorsports and then all those guys um, has got to be exciting for you to be a part of. Um, talk a little bit about the differences that you can see kind of right now on the development side uh, that, that maybe, you know, Chevrolet does a little bit different. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I feel like uh, like next year I'll be working with uh, Josh Wise, uh, and he works with all the Chevy driver like uh, Sheldon Creed, Dane Smith, and all the GMS driver. Uh, Tyler Reddick and Cup, Alex Bowman, and I think uh, he was work- working with Kurt Busch um, this year too. And I feel like he's going to be kind of a driver coach for me. And at the simulator, uh, working out uh, at the uh, go kart track. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, to see another side of uh, driver development. I never had a driver coach before, so that. 
that I mean, I thought with Sheldon Creed, and he, uh, he said uh, Josh Wise helped him a ton. So I'm really excited, and I'm looking forward to it. And like you said, the GMS been fast all year last year, and they were they were really really good everywhere, very consistent, and it was just uh, it was cool to see. And that's what we look for in a team, just uh, seeing every every truck uh, being fast everywhere. So yeah, uh, I'm excited and. I'm just uh, I'm just happy to get another opportunity and beginning a new uh, a new chapter. Uh, absolutely, and you know what? You said it right there, Raphael. You gotta have a little bit of everything in your resume, in your book, as you move forward in this game. And yet, this is going to be another part of that experience chain that's truly going to make you. Uh, who we all need to be uh, up in that Cup Series one day, hopefully. And uh, you're going to need all of those different assets, Raphael. You're doing it right. GMS is a hell of a race team. Uh, They build great trucks. They do a great job. But I'll tell you what, they're getting a real, real wicked driver to step into one of their machines. Do you know what truck you will be in yet? Uh, Not sure yet what number I'll be in. But I know they're working on it, uh, and also they're working on the crew chief. Uh, I'm not sure exactly 100% who, who it's going to be, but I'm sure uh, uh, it's going to be a good one because I feel like uh, every truck last year was fast there, and every crew chief seems really good, and I, I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be something new, like I said, and uh, sometimes changes uh, helps, and I... I'm just uh, really happy and excited. So cool that Santa Claus landed early. Yes. <laughs> you, got your, you got your Christmas wish, my friend. Uh, congratulations. I know you got to run. You got TV to do tonight as well. And uh, we just wanted to get you on the air. I know you got a lot of followers here on Race Time Radio, right across Canada, that are all pushing for you. And uh, this news, uh, man, I, I just can't tell you uh thank you enough for coming on the show and spending some time with us and getting everybody up to date i know after the holidays we'll fill in all those blanks as you get the information we'll get you back on here and we'll get everybody geared right up for daytona international speedway and the kickoff to 2021 thank you very much guys i appreciate it have fun in statesville yeah thank you yeah i will it's states vegas it's not statesville it's states vegas (laughs) I like it. <laughs> and and uh, Merry Christmas to absolutely you and all of your family. Uh, have a good, safe fun, and, and get ready. 2021 is going to be real special, bud. Thank you. Same to you. <laughs> you betcha. That's Raphael Lazard going GMS. Wow. Good news. And leaving a really good team to go to another really good team. Uh, add that in. Oh, Junior, that truck series pandemic gone see the schedule it's already launched they're coming back to canada man i'll tell you what it's going to be a big big time homecoming this year for our canadian guys coming back across the border hopefully Stu friesen's back right in spot well along with trip bruce and everybody we'll check in with them and find out if everything's solid then you got Raphael going gms can you imagine? This is going to be huge. Yeah, it's definitely going to be awesome for, for Raphael. And when you look at, at you know, I, I kind of mentioned it, you know, off the top, and, and he alluded to it as well, just the, the, the subtle differences on the development side. Um, Chevrolet, 
you know, is is hungry right now for for that young, talented driver. Mm. And and you know, when you look at at the the list of guys that are coming through that pipeline right now, he, he you know, Sheldon Creed, uh, he lit the world on fire this year. And and you know, they also have the Sam Mayer sitting there in 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 that pro- uh, program as well. Um, the addition to Raphael Lassard is going to be a turning point, I think, and, and it's going to be a big addition for for Chevrolet. And and you know, he's going to be a veteran driver to a certain degree uh, when you look at at you know the stats that he laid down this year. So he's going to bring a lot to the table, and and I think that it's going to be really interesting to see how it all turns out. Yeah, and he goes into that truck as a winner, as right? a winner on Abdullah So yep. uh, it's going to be interesting. We will check in again with Raphael in the off season as we get to the other side. But let's switch gears, shall we? And let's get back on the Snowball Derby talk. Uh, Our next guest has got to be a threat to win in more than one division. More than just the Snowball Derby. Of course, I'm talking about the famed Augie Grill, and we got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Augie? How you doing? I'm pretty good. Just uh, trying to get finished up for the night here and head to the house. Uh, and we're holding you up, man. Uh, you getting uh, and you got a lot to prepare too. You got your super getting together, and uh, by the sounds of it, I'm hearing that you're going to be in the modified race as well. Yeah, but uh, the modified lives in Texas, and uh, I just kind of show up and drive that thing. Uh, we're trying to get our super done here, and my pro car for Grant Thompson to drive, and. Uh, been been pretty busy here the last few weeks. Oh, Big I year for Grand it. American Race Cars, right? There's there's a lot of hype going into this year uh, for for you and and the team as well. Well, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hearing that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we've had good cars this year, and uh, things things maybe uh, have been going a little bit better for us. And uh, I feel like we've, we're running really good. Just uh, hadn't really got to finish finish the show for it, but. Uh, Maybe we can get all that together this this coming weekend. What's it take to prep a super late model to get ready to go down and run the snowball derby? You've done it. You've done it a number of times. Uh, I don't know how many, but do you do? Have you counted them up? And what's it do? What's it like getting that car ready to go for this huge race? I mean, it's really not a whole lot different than other races. Just uh, you know, you want to have your car looking nice, just because it's the big race of the year. But uh, it's still the same prep. As any race, uh, you know, just <laughs> make sure everything's tight and not going to fall off and uh, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yes, I mean, it's, it's it's a big race, but there's not really anything prep-wise that, that you would do any different than any other race, I don't think. It's such a long race, and so much can happen within the confines of that race. What's it like, uh, like mentally to go out there and run the race? Do you break it into segments? Do you tackle it this section at a time? Or do you, uh, you know, do you go out there and is it like, uh, I don't know, the guys told me down on the East Coast before the IWK 250, Joe, you're going to see 250 qualifying laps out there today. That's what it's going to take to win this deal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not like it used to be. Uh, the first few years I ran it, the lap times during the race are just a whole lot faster now than the first few years I ran. Uh, race used to start and you kind of, had to fall in the line and you know kind of take care of tires and pick a rhythm but uh with so many kids being in the race now and so many daddies spending so much money it's it's hard it's hard for all of them to do that so you when the, when the green flag falls you pretty much uh you're running pretty hard the whole race so you know there's you kind of <laughs> throw caution to the wind and uh just hope hope the tires come quick enough uh to how your cars are acting 
Absolutely. Augie, a little bit of talk. You know, uh, everybody's, uh, you know, kind of looking forward to the event but but a uh, little bit of talk about the new left side tire um that that we're seeing now Th- they have raced that new left side tire down at pensacola this year correct yes uh the sun super series has run that tire all year long correct so but with that new new left side tire are, are, are what are we going to see as a fan watching it that's different it, are you going to see you know more grip or are you going to see more loose cars what's the what what's the the ebbs and flow that we're going to see with that new left side tire my honest opinion the few races i've run on them i i hadn't seen a whole lot of difference in anything uh i kind of hoped it would kind of help take care of the right side tire a little bit just because they grip better but mm-hmm. i don't know that there's enough difference in that tire versus what we were running for it to be much of a grip level difference uh i mean you're still going to wear out the right front and right rear way before you do those left side tires so i don't i don't know that it was uh really a plus or a negative honestly uh just you know it's it just it's harder <laughs> harder to go from one place to another with the same kind of tires you know from one one series to another because uh, everybody runs a little, something a little different. But uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen any difference in lap times, you know, qualifying or during the race. So I just I don't know fan wise whether you'll see a difference at all, at all honestly. We're with Augie Grill tonight, right here on Race Time Radio. He's getting prepared for the 53rd annual Snowball Derby, Pensacola, Florida, next weekend. It's going to be huge. Uh, he drives the number 112 in the super late model division, uh, a veteran of the sport. Got to ask you, Augie, qualifying, are you going to put everything you got into qualifying? Does it make that much of a difference? Or if you happen to blow qualifying, have you got enough time in that race to be able to methodically work your way through, or is it a huge disadvantage if you blow qualifying? It's uh, it's according to how good your car is, really. Uh, if you have a really good car and might happen to screw up qualifying and start 25th or 30th, it's not that big of a thing because you got plenty of time to make that up. But every, everybody on the track so close now. I mean, you you could you qualify 20th and be you know, 1,500s off the pole, and in the race only be a half a tenth off the leader, but might not any, ever get past 15th. Uh, so it, it is important uh, to be up closer to the front, uh, not necessarily to start on the front row, but, you know, you just don't, you don't want to start 30th and and take a chance of getting caught up in this or that, you know, in the first 200 and 250 laps, and uh, just hopefully, you know, have something left to race at the end, uh, which, there again, that's kind of different from how it was, 10 or 12, 14 years ago, uh, I think the uh, the second derby I won in 08, I actually started 36 that year because I, I qualified on the outside pole and didn't make it through tech after the race, so I got a provisional, started 36, and by the first pit stop I was running second. You're not going to see that much anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just everybody in the field has got too, much, too good of stuff nowadays and, and too good of people wor- working on their stuff to, to you know be able to do that much anymore. So you're going to be uh, crew chief. You're going to be crew chief Friday night for the Snowflake. Uh, you're going to be in the modified race and then jump into the Super on Sunday. Is that the plan for the weekend? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, and there again, hopefully, hopefully we get the Super fast enough to where we're you know locked in Friday night, uh, and I can go into the modified race somewhat relieved, uh, not having to worry about it for Saturday. And hopefully, we can get Grant good in, in my pro car and. Uh, he was he was on the outside pole for the last uh, Alan Turner race down at Pensacola about a month ago. So uh, 
going into you know the snowflake, I feel pretty good about our chances. So hopefully, uh, all in all, we'll have a really good weekend. Uh, last year we we did really well. All the cars I was involved with, uh, we won one race. I finished second in the pro race, and uh, actually won two races. I finished second in the pro race and made the snowball, but kind of got caught up in something in the race. But uh, that's that's really all you can hope for. You know, I, I'm I'm involved with four or five different cars down there as the weekend goes, and it uh, can get a little overwhelming at times, but that's uh, that's part of the game, and I, I, I have people that support me that that like me to do it. So we'll uh, we'll keep doing that as long as we can. Everybody's got friends in the race. Everybody's some guys who've got teammates. Guys got uh, you know guys, we're going to work together. We're going to do this until the last twenty twenty five laps, and then I don't know what it is with you guys. You got no more friends. You got to go. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's the Snowball Derby, man. It's uh, Daytona 500 or Indianapolis 500 for us. So, yeah, if it comes down the last 10 laps, I don't I don't care who's in front of me if it's for the for the lead. Uh, uh, they're gonna have a hard time keeping me behind them. Uh-huh, incredible, Augie. Do me a favor, go win it, and then we'll be a pest and grab you back on this show. How about that? That sounds like a great plan. Uh, awesome stuff. Augie, thanks so much for the time. Say hi to Tracy. Be safe, travel safe, and uh, go get him, man. It's going to be an awesome snowball derby. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. That is Augie Grill. I uh, can't wait to see how Augie makes out in all of the races. The guy's a crafty veteran, Junior. I love watching Augie Grill in a car. Yeah, Augie Grill is just... You know he's he's just so good. You know at short track racing. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, he's one of those guys that you know it, multiple divisions is is so incredibly tough to do nowadays. You mm-hmm. know when you look at you show up to a big event, whether it be Speed Week or whether it be you know the Snowball Derby or the IWK two fifty or the 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 big race at Chukasa. Right. It, it doesn't matter the 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 event. You know when you when you sign on the dotted line you say i'm gonna race you know in this division and this division yeah it is crazy the amount of you know thought that goes into it it's crazy the amount of logistics that go into it the amount of manpower that it takes obviously you know when you see teammates right and i'm gonna just throw this out there rick verburn racing a super stock at jucasa and dj kennington racing a a a late model in the apc series Mm. right those two separate teams two separate divisions they work together there's value in both um, you know, but for a guy like Augie Grill, you always see him in multiple divisions. You know, I, I think back just a few years ago where he ran the Snowflake, the the truck race, the um, <laughs> the modified race, and the the Snowball Derby. Um, and and you think back to the entire Speed Week where he was running back and forth between oh, the Florida yeah. Modified, the Super Late Model, and doing it all and, week. And he does it, man. And and just a diehard racer. Anything with four wheels, it goes around in a circle. Put Augie Grill in it. Uh, he's he's going to put some numbers on the board. Well, we got lots more Snowball Derby preview coming up in hour number two, but we have to throw it back to Toronto, back to Scotty in the air chair there. He's going to do news highlight package if you're listening on Sirius XM. That's what you got coming at you. If you're listening on racetimeradio.com, you will think I'm a space cadet. But that is what's coming at you over the next 90 seconds then Stephen Nassi on the other side of the break will continue the 53rd annual Snowball Derby preview. It's all coming at you next. Stay right here on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks. 
on Sirius XM, channel 167. Race Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada talks. And just like that, hour number two begins. See, I told you, I told you. Quick update, and uh, we're back for hour number two. Coming up this hour, the driver, the number 51 in that snowball derby, is going to be Stephen Nassie. Uh, he's going to join us in mere seconds. Grant Enfinger also heading for the Derby. And how about last word tonight goes to Caden Lapsovich. He's one of our Canadian guys. Everybody knows our past Pinty's champion, Caden Lapsovich. And uh, he's going to go to that Snowball Derby. And I might add, Caden Lapsovich, he's got an announcement to make here tonight. Uh, sponsor announcement, so... Tell me, yeah, that isn't exciting, everybody. That's definitely going to be good news. Absolutely. Okay, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And I always love talking to this next guest. I've been watching him for a lot of years. I've interviewed him after a lot of races, after a lot of wins. And uh, he is a good friend of Race Time Radio. And I'll tell you what, he is at the top of the ticket when you talk 53rd Annual Snowball Derby. He drives the number 51. His name's Stephen Nassi. He's on the hotline. What's going on there, Stephen? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing fantastic, man. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. How did it go? Was uh, the, the the bird cooked just right again? Yeah, yeah. Everything was everything was great. Food is great. Uh, we were able to go to uh, a lake house that we have over here in Florida, uh, in Kissimmee, and uh, take the airboats out with the family and uh, you know, do a little bit of fishing and. Had a, had a good, relaxing time. Did you catch any fish? Uh, yeah, yeah, I caught a uh, few small ones. Uh, you know, I actually took my nephew out, my oldest nephew, Case, and uh, on my airboat when I went uh, fishing later on in the afternoon. And you know, I just I was doing it more so for him, trying to get you know him on some fish. And uh, it's just it's tough fishing big lakes like that. You know, we love bass fishing, but uh, he's real young and. It's, Well, you're a hell of an uncle. Way to go, buddy. Uh, you're getting ready for the big one, man. It's uh, redemption year, heading back to the Snowball Derby. You know what it takes to win this one. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, definitely a lot of luck. That's that's one thing. Um, and then a good car and a good team. So, uh, you know, we have most of those things. We don't know about the luck, you know. Um, but we'll find out uh, come Sunday. Um and, you know, see where we stack up. There's a, a good field of cars, and it's definitely not going to be easy. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident in, uh, 
my ability and my team's ability uh, and, you know, what we can do together to, uh, to put it all together and, you know, maybe get another one this year. Steven, you're building a fan base. And, you know, we've talked about it in the past. Uh, the past couple of years, you know, we've we've talked to you and, and you've always, you know, it seems like since you started driving, you've been a contender. You've been competitive in everything that you've done. Uh, and and all the way through, you. but you've built a following. You know, it seems like any time there's super late models mentioned, your name gets popped in there. Um, is it getting to a point now where, where you know, you you kind of get that feeling, uh, you know that that you not that you deserve to be there, but you, that you, that you need to be there. Uh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been racing for a long time now. Uh, I've been racing about four, and I've been racing um, late models since I was uh, you know thirteen, fourteen. So um, <clears throat> I just there's always been a lot of pressure and. Uh, you know, growing up, being the young kid, having to kind of come in and prove himself. And then I felt like I went through a, a dry spout where, where we really, really struggled. Um, but then I felt like we really kicked it into high gear. And, you know, I feel like I'm doing everything right in the car. My guys are doing everything right. So uh, we've been able to put ourselves in that position. Um, and I, I'm, just, I'm thankful for the fans that I've been able to make. And, you know, whether they're fans or they're, they're haters, you know, they would say uh, – uh, I like it all. Um, it's what racing needs. And uh, to me, racing was getting a little boring, a little dry. Um, and I feel like it was kind of livened it back up. And, uh, you know, we try to have fun with it. But we're all racers. We want to win races and we want to be up front. So I think that's what makes for uh, for the runs that we're having. That's what makes them possible. We're with Stephen Nassi tonight, driver of the 51, getting set to throw some snowballs coming up next weekend. Stephen you are, in my eyes, when I look at the number 51 and I look at you as a driver, you're still a young guy, uh, but I look at you as a career professional, short track, super late model, pro late model driver that goes all over North America to go out and win short track races. I haven't seen you a lot pop up in the NASCAR ranks where you're trying to head down the truck route or, you know, heading down the Xfinity route. Is that somewhere down the road? Are you going to go after that somewhere down the road? Because God knows you got the talent to go do it. Um, is it something that you aspire to do? Or are you going to be another junior Hanley and run this sport and win forever and be one of those short track racing legends like a junior Hanley? Uh, you know, it's a tough question. Um, you know, I don't really personally like the, the direction that NASCAR has, has taken in the last few years. Um, I feel like they've lost a lot of the fan base from it, including myself. You know, I grew up as a kid watching watching NASCAR races every Sunday and, you know, going to some of them with my dad. And, my you know, my dad was a huge fan and his friends. Um, and they just lost their grassroots. Um, you know, style, they, they, they got way out of their realm, and um, I don't know, I don't think, so they, and they're starting to get that back, and that's the only reason I could see myself maybe wanting to, to kind of get into it, you know, and, and the other reason being that uh, people think that's the best of the best, you know, they think because they're NASCAR, they're the best of the best, I just don't think that's the truth, and, you know, I think there's a lot of good guys out there that race with me and race at all kinds of local tracks. 
all across the, all across the country, um, you know, that that can do it and be successful. Um, I feel like I can do it quite a bit better than some of the guys that are out there. Yes, I don't know if I really want to yet, but to be honest with you, it is heading more so in the direction um, that would make me want to go there. Um, especially in the last few years, I really lost all kinds of interest in it. But it's gotten a little bit more exciting, and uh, I feel like the trucks are kind of getting down and, uh, you know, smaller tracks, and, and that's going to make things more exciting. And, uh, you know, we'll see what direction it goes. Steven Nassie in a dirt car in 2020. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool? I, well, he, well, he, he was in it, yeah. right? You got a dirt late model program. Yeah. How was that? Give, give yourself a scorecard, because I know you're not a dirt guy, but give yourself a scorecard, and, and uh, no. wh- how's... Uh, <laughs> there you go. There's the answer to that one. That was not a good experience, I would say. You know, it's, 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 it's a different world. You know, I've... Like I said, I've been racing since I was four years old. Yes, I, I grew up racing um, dirt go-karts, but I, did, I raced asphalt, you know, from the time I was, you know, 10, 11 years old until now. Um, and to get into something where it's just a way different visual look, a different feel uh, that you have to have, uh, it throws you for a curveball. Um, and then, like I said, it doesn't really make it much easier. Uh, like, like I said, I'm kind of you know, getting quite a bit of fans and, you know, had people there that knew who I was and coming up and talking and, you know, it puts a lot more pressure on me because I feel like they were, you know, wanting me to do well. Um, but the car that I got put put in and I've run a couple of times that I have done it, I wouldn't say it was the best car, um, but that's not from a lack of effort from the guy who owns it. Uh, he's actually, his name's Greg James. He works on my Super 8 model team. It's just because we super late model race so much, like he didn't have time to work on it. Um, but we got with the people um, with Longhorn chassis, and they've been really good to us. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for next year to uh, to get back in that car, brand new car. Uh, oh, well, it's not brand new; it has a couple races on it, but I feel like it's gonna be a really good piece, and they're willing to uh, kind of work with us a little bit. Uh, I'm excited for that. That's awesome. Yeah, and he doesn't do it for fun, right? Uh, Stephen Nassie's not. Uh, no. I, you know, he didn't go. Oh, that was fun. No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> well, he, he does when it when he wins. When he wins. When that's he right. wins. I'll yeah, that's that. it. I have to be. I have to be able to win to to be enjoying myself, and that's what I've kind of come down to. Uh, you know, and <laughs> I feel like even my my dad, he's a hardcore racer himself. You know. Um, and he doesn't really have that much interest in coming and watching me run in the back. So uh, <laughs> I need to get better to get everybody a little bit more interested in it. And uh, I'm confident in my skills. Uh, you know, I feel like driving is still driving at the end of the day. I just I have to get comfortable with the visuals and the feel that that car gives you. you got to turn right to go fast, right? Right. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, and the thing is, is they don't give you much help, you know, <laughs> being an asphalt guy coming into the dirt world when they only get, you know, two, three laps of practice and I go right into qualifying or, and heat, or heat races. And, you know, when they come over to run asphalt, they get two days of practice. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and they right. come in and they test before. They have a good laugh when an asphalt guy comes in, don't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's you- for sure. The, we don't have it the same way that they do, but um, I'm definitely looking to, to go rent out a track and, and get a few cars to be able to go and, and uh, work it in with me. And it's just a different deal. So if sure. I can get get that put together and go spend a day on it, uh, I do feel I could get comfortable uh, enough to where I could be competitive. 
And, you know, who knows? I mean, I've been talking to my guys. I don't know why anybody doesn't run the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series and run like a super late model uh, deal. You know, I don't care to run a series. I just want to run the big shows. I feel like that's a kind of a cool mix. So maybe I'll be one of the first. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah no, it's that's it's really good. cool. It's the diversification of Stephen Nassi is is definitely exciting for not only not only for the the asphalt world, but but should be for the dirt world as well. And and uh, uh, hats off to you, man. It, there's lots of guys doing it. It's it's really neat to see. There's you know, starting there's, to be more. There's starting to be more. And and uh, you know it's it's an age old thing. There's been a lot of guys you know transcend from whether it be asphalt to dirt or whether it be road course to asphalt or whatever. Right, it's there's there's always been guys that that have tried to transcend their their division, and and uh, you're a guy that can do it. Well, That's the exciting next, part. Next time I talk to Junior Hanley, yep. I'm going to ask him. But yep. I don't think I've ever heard of Junior Hanley going to run a dirt race. I don't. know. I imagine he started I, on dirt. I would. I, I don't even know about that. Yeah. Out on the east coast, I know of he Canada. builds some dirt cars yep. for guys like Will Thomas and yeah, those guys. But he's, I don't know if he's ever ran. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find out. We will but, have to uh, do that. Stephen, 53rd annual Snowball Derby. Uh, you were in victory lane there last year. What do you do this year different than you did last year? Uh, and what's the thoughts heading into this year? Um. Well, you know, hopefully, first of all, hopefully my power steering doesn't doesn't go out on me at lap sixty. That would be that would be definitely a good start to our our derby week or derby race. Um, you know, we just have to minimize the the small problems, and you know, some of those things are out of your control and out of my guys' control. You know, um, my guys work hard, um, and you know, I hate hate for little things like that to happen. But I mean, to win the derby. Uh, not only do you have to have a, a fast race car, but you have to have a lot of luck. And, um, you know, I was, got lucky last year myself. You know, uh, time adjust, he was able to lead uh, a majority of that race. And uh, I was just there on that restart, and he had gotten, you know, wrecked from behind, or whatever the case may have been. Um, I do feel like I had a really good car, though. Um, I just didn't have a car that could catch Majeski. But I'll tell you what, I was about to give my run for his money on that restart and running as hard as I could. And uh, before he kind of lift, got lifted off the ground, I mean, in the video, I feel like, I mean, we were neck and neck. I got a, a damn good restart on him. So uh, I just, I got to be there. You got to be close to the front to have a shot at the win and keep your fenders clean all race and minimize the mistakes and uh, just, you know, be there. Yeah, and and I'm a firm believer in you create a lot of your own luck. And, my friend, you do a dynamite job behind the wheel of that 51. And uh, we wish you nothing but success, uh, safe travels. I know you haven't got to go that far to get down to <laughs> Pensacola, but, uh, hey. I'm actually uh, I'm actually on my way there right as we speak. <laughs> we're doing some, some testing. We were supposed to practice today, um, but it was 100% chance of rain. So uh, we got... Uh, practice tomorrow at about 10 a.m. It's about seven hours away from me. I'm about three hours out right now, so it's not too far, well, um, but still a little bit of a drive. Absolutely. Yeah, well, safe drive, and uh, get that notebook out and see if you can build some more notes. You think the track has changed a lot since the time you were there? Uh, you know, I really don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think the weather's changed that much enough yet, um, you know, but I, when I get there, we'll find out. Usually, uh, the track's a lot faster when it's green, you know, and people haven't been on it quite a bit. But, uh, you know, from what I've been seeing, there's been a lot of testing going on. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it is when we get 
get there. Well, you know we're going to be a pest next week. So uh, good luck in the race and have a good one. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you, bud. Yeah, for sure. It's always a pleasure, and thanks for having me on. And, you know, hopefully uh, we can get this win, and we'll be talking about it on Monday. Class, classy nasty for the first, you know, 150 laps, and then after that you can do whatever you want. Nasty nasty, that works good, hey. too. Whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. <laughs> That's right. There's That's right. the common thread we've heard all the way through. Stephen, have a good, safe trip, buddy. Thanks so much for the time. All right, guys. You betcha. Stephen Nassi, driver of the 51, on his way to Pensacola. Butcher was there and tested. We know that last Jeremy week. Jeremy Doss was there tested. Oh, Chase Elliott was there tested. Man, but it's a common theme, right? You touched on it. Uh, everybody's saying it don't matter what it takes. Yeah. You just want to win this deal. And when you have that many guys going down, loaded for bear, and the only thing that they care about is holding the checkered flag, um, they're not worried about money. They're not worried about nothing else. They're worried about winning. That's it. Yeah. And when you have that many people going after the exact same prize, that's what we all want to see in racing. Grant Enfinger. You know Grant when you listen to the show. We get him on. Yep, that trucker, that guy for Thor Sport. He's heading back to the Derby. And before he does, he's stopping right here with us. And he's going to do that next. Stay with us. We will be back. This is Dave McCullough with Oaks Auto, number 39, Pirate Modified from uh, Delaware. And you'll listen to race time. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use a quick wit. These fire starters work. No paper or kindling. And presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchak. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. I want my MPG.
If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Maybe you're tuned in on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com throughout the course of the week. Hello to absolutely all of you, and thanks for tuning in. Or uh, maybe 98.9 XFM, Andy Ganesh, or how about Gearhead Country Radio? All those different ways of tuning in to Race Time Radio along with Sirius XM, of course, live Every Sunday night, 7 to 9, just like you're doing it right now. Uh, and don't forget, we're always available on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search Race Time Radio. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe, and you'll never miss Race Time Radio again. But I digress, and let's go back to the hotline. Love getting this next guest in. Normally, we're talking trucks. And around this time of the year, we always ask Mr. Grand and Finger the same question. Are you going to go do the Derby? And Grant goes, uh, man, I wish I could. But this year, the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby is going to have Grant and Finger at it. And he's with us on the hotline. What's going on there, big guy? How are you? I'm doing good, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Well, happy Thanksgiving. I know it's a big holiday down there. How did it go? Did you have a good time? Yeah, Thanksgiving uh, was good. We uh, got to spend it with uh, with, with family. Um, most of the wife's family went up to the mountains, so we, we hung out with them for a few days. So, so yeah, it was good. But uh, but now it's time to, to, to get ready and uh, and head down to the snowball. Oh, man, Grant, you got to be excited. I know you love driving that champion Thor Sport truck of yours, and you did a whale of a job this year. But I know you get up for a good old late model race, too. And it doesn't get any better. You're going to be with some, uh, well, some friends and some foes, I guess, on that racetrack come next weekend. But I know you get off the chip for doing this. Yeah, you know, the snowball is, is one of those races I look forward to uh, every year. Uh, unfortunately, haven't been able to, to make it happen the, the last few years. Um, but, but, yeah, just uh, growing up, uh, being right there, uh, near the snowball, um, I, I grew up about 45 minutes away there in Fairhope, Alabama. So uh, it was always, always a, a huge, huge race. We'd uh, we try to go to um, every year, and, and since I've been able to, to compete, um, it um, man, it's just a lot of fun uh, more than anything. It's kind of a, a little bit of a, of a you know a laid back week uh, for for the most part. Uh, you know, take out qualifying on Friday night. It's kind of catching up with, with friends, and you got plenty of time for for practice and. And, uh, and heck, you're, you're there for, for five days or so. So, um, man, it's just, just a good time. Um, like I said, look forward to, to running in it and, uh, you know, thankful for this opportunity. Archie, uh, from Go Fast Racing, he, uh, he sent me a text message, uh, I guess it was about two weeks ago, um, today, uh, trying to, to put something together and, and we're able to, 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 to get a car and, and get everything situated and, and uh, cleaned up my buddy Michael Shelton to, uh, to crew chief it and, and, uh, and prepare it, and, and man, I, I think we got a good piece ready. Oh, that's awesome. I love it when a plan comes together. Grant, what is your best finish in the Snowball Derby? What was your best race there? Uh, you know, I finished uh, second there twice, uh, I guess, and um, I'd say it's been a while back now, um, but uh, but kind of uh, but before I was doing the ARCA stuff and the NASCAR stuff, uh, when I was running late models uh, myself, 
uh, able to, to sit on the pole there in, in 2008. Honestly, uh, ha- had a car that, that, that probably uh, could have could have got the job done um, that that given day, and and uh, man, just just didn't work out. Got caught up in a, in a couple accidents, and um, not sure where we finished. I, I think we still finished decent in that race, but but that was uh, that was one that got away. There, there's been a couple of them that, that got away from us. Um, I feel like, but uh, but overall we. Had some strong runs there, um, but uh, but man, haven't haven't got that Tom Dawson trophy yet. Talk to us about the car, Grant. I know you're hands on. Uh, this is a chance for you to to play around and turn some wrenches. I, I'm assuming, but uh, uh, I know everybody brings a really good piece, and if you're planning on going to the Derby, it better be a good bullet. But what do you uh, what do you got for a car? What in, in, is it a brand new piece? Is it a piece that's turned a couple laps, or or what's the plan? Yeah, this, uh, this car is a, a couple races old. Um, it's, it's one of Stephen Wallace's old Curie cars. And, um, man, but uh, I say old, it's, it's maybe a year, year and a half old. Yeah. Um, and man, every, everything is, is in really good shape. Um, feel like we had a, a good baseline, uh, to work with it. And, man, like I said, my buddy Michael Shelton has been crew chief in it. He's been working on these Curie cars for, uh, for a couple of years now. So, uh, I feel like we got a good package. Yeah, I've been, been helping them out a little bit, um, mechanicing on it, uh, a little bit the, the last week and a half or so. Um, but, but really we, we, we started with a good, good baseline. Um, so hopefully we can get her tuned up. Uh, I feel like we got a, got a little bit more work to do. Um, uh, but, but we got a couple of days down there to, uh, to try some stuff and, uh, and figure it all out. So do we have champion on the fenders? Who's going to be supporting you? And have you got any laps on on that machine or sat in it and got fitted? Uh, how about that end of it? Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing is uh, the, the guys that have, that have been able to, to make it happen for us. You know, I mentioned mentioned Archie, who, who owns the car. Um, but, man, long-time supporters of mine, the, the Beasley Allen Law Firm there in Montgomery, Alabama, is on board for this one. Um, so I can't say thank you enough to, to Greg Allen and those guys that have supported me in, in my racing for a, for a long, long time. So, so thank you to them. And, and also TKC and Breland Homes, uh, Davis Industrial Services and, and also Southern Pride Trucking. So those are, uh, those are the guys that are, they're all making this, uh, this derby possible. So, so definitely want to say a, a big thank you to, to all of those. Um, and yeah, we, we actually have, have made a few laps with it. Um, last Saturday, uh, they, they had a, more or less a, an open practice down there for, for all their divisions in, uh, in Pensacola. So we were actually able to, to make some laps on the track. Um, and honestly, we, we unloaded really, really close, I feel like. Um, race pace, I, I feel like we were, we were pretty decent. Um, qualifying pace, we were, we were okay. Um, we're in the ballpark, but, but we still need a little help there. So that's what we're going to focus on uh, when we get there on Thursday. Just throw tires at it. You'll be good, right? <laughs> that, uh, that seems to be the, the thing to do there in Pensacola. Is, you know, the, the last time I was down there running the snowball is, is uh, I believe it was four years ago, but, but they've ground the track a couple of times uh, since then. And, and uh, so, so anyway, last time I ran the snowball, the track had a lot more grip than I was used to. But now it's, it's kind of like the, the Pensacola of old. <laughs> That's it, cool. uh, about, about five or six laps, you, you, you're hollering on the radio asking asking if something's wrong or if you can just bolt on some more stickers. Uh, Grant, this is a long race. No, you can't have tires yet. Suck it up, buttercup, drive. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Get after it. We're limited to four sets, including what we qualify on. And, and, um, you know, people think four sets, that's plenty for a 300-lap race. But but at Pensacola, it's really not. So, 
you know, um, you, you want to try to manage them as best you can. Hopefully you can stretch that first set out. Um, hopefully you can make it to, to at least lap 90 or 100 and uh, put yourself in, in a better position to, to end the race. Now, I know that you can drive anything that, with four wheels, right? You're, you're a, a professional race car driver at this point now. Uh, but when, when you look at, at late model racing, and, you know, it, it's, it's echoed through all forms of racing right now and, and the speed in which technology is growing, right? Technology changes everything. But since the last time you sat in a late model to now, are you learning lots? Uh, you know, on are, is, are there things that are surprising you even on on what they're doing today to make speed out of these cars, or or is you know, it is it right up to par? You know, it, definitely things have changed uh, a fair amount since since I was racing uh, supers, um, and, and especially since I was racing supers at, at, a, at a serious level. Um, a, a lot has changed, but I guess the the biggest thing to me is you know there's right now it seems like there, there's kind of fads that they, they, they come and go with with particular cars and stuff like that. But now it's you know um, it, it's the fury um, will we'll have a, a big portion of the field. Um, now you're seeing man, rowdy manufacturing, which is the old Hampke stuff. They're going to have a big portion of the field. And then Seneca uh, performance, they have a big portion of the field. I would guarantee you that, that if you added all three of those up, you, you probably got 90% of the field there. Everybody has kind of that newest, latest of the greatest cars. Everybody has everything that you can bolt onto these things. And, and yeah, there, there's still grill cars out there. There's still Port City cars out there. There's still house. But, but you just don't, you don't see as many of them. So I feel like that's, that's changed a, a little bit. You know, you, you, you see these fads come in at a, at a more kind of accelerated rate, I feel like I, I, I think people would see, hey, that, that car is winning, so I got to go buy one. Um, I, I think that's more prevalent now than ever. But I, I think as you look through the field in both the, the super late model division and the pro late model division this week at Pensacola, I think you're going to look through and 90, I'd say 99% of the cars that are going to be there have absolutely everything that you can buy and bolt onto these things. I mean, um, you know, the, the, the money, I, I think, has gotten a little bit, you know, up there as far as what it, what it takes to, to build one of these com- competitively. But I think just from a competition standpoint of, of, of the parts and pieces, um, you know, I think, I think you know, you, you, you have, everybody's got the best of the best. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Yep. Yeah, and that's the way it is, right? They, and there's some cars that, uh, you know, you hear some of the regular guys competing at all these big different races and stuff. Well, they use that other car. This car in the corner of the shop that they've been massaging all year long is their derby car. And that's the only race it's going to run. That's the first race of 2021. And it'll be the derby. And we'll find out what we do with it after that. A lot of research and development goes into this big race as well. Yeah, and, and for sure, everybody is going to bring their best piece to, to the snowball and um and you got all the, the heavy hitters, you know, you, you got guys, you know, obviously that the NASCAR season's over, so you got some of the NASCAR guys, you got the, the guys from up north, everybody's shut down. So this is the race for, for super late models and um, you know, most of the guys that they kinda run mid pack uh, on a on a weekly basis, they're they're not gonna show up because they probably won't make the show down here. So it's it's definitely um, you know, everybody brings their A game, everybody brings the the best the best and and man, it, it's tough. I mean, we're we're going to have our hands full. 
um, as are, as are a lot of people on Friday night when when qualifying comes. Um, it's just it's a really tough field to make, and and um, and, and like I said, the, the competition is, is is so so strong, and uh, and like I said, you, you have the best of the best, and and uh, everybody's pulling out the stops. We're with Grant Enfinger tonight. Grant, got to ask you here. Uh, uh, you know, when you look at this race, uh, it, you got a lot of emphasis on it. You're going to go down to Pensacola. You're going to run it. Uh, but I got to ask you the how's the, the the projection here for 2021 with the 98 truck? Uh, how are things looking for the truck series for 2021? Have you guys sat down and had your discussions yet, or are they still to come? Man, I, nothing, nothing is signed, sealed, and delivered, or, or anything like that at this point. But, um, but I feel like everybody is is kind of moving the same direction. Everybody uh, wants to, to keep this deal going. Um, I was talking to, to Dennis Tryon, uh, who, who's the, the president of, of, of Champion, um, just a couple of days ago. And man, he's he's excited, pumped up for for how we ended the year. And uh, man, he couldn't be more excited. Um, so I, everything is moving the right direction. Um, the, the guys at Thor's Four Racing, I, I think they want me back. I, I for sure want to be back in that '98 truck, uh, but but nothing nothing's a done deal at this point. Well, that's what they make the off season for. I just thought I'd ask and see where you're at with that because uh, you know deals are being put together, and I know lots more will be coming together uh, before Santa Claus lands that sleigh. But first, it's the Snowball Derby. And Grand Enfinger, I know you're going to factor into this one. This is going to be a dynamite race, bud. Yeah, man. Uh, for for those of you that, that haven't watched it or, or haven't come down there, um, it's really one of those those races you need to you need to be there to experience it. Uh, but you can't catch it on, on Speed Fifty One. Uh, they, they do stream it. Um, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, but but yeah, if, if not this year, some sometime in the future. I would encourage all the listeners to, to make it down to, to the Snowball Derby. It's, a, it's an awesome experience. I know Junior and I were going to go this year, but uh, damn pandemic got in the way. Well, so, I wasn't. Well, I, I wasn't you allowed. Were. I'm not allowed to go there. No, they don't let you in. Well, Donald's on his way out. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe I can get back in now. Hey, a guy named Joe <laughs> is going to run the country. He'll let you in. Yeah. I, I can just about guarantee it. He'll let uh, anybody in. That's Grant, funny. Grant, you have a safe trip. And uh, you have yourself a good one, and uh, give uh, Wilbur a pet on the head and throw him an extra treat before you head out the door. Cool, will do. Thank you, guys. You betcha. That's Grant Enfinger. Watch for him in the Snowball Derby. He's going to be another one to keep your peepers on, I can guarantee it. Uh, and so is our next guest. But we are going to take a break. And the final word tonight is going to come from one of our Canadian drivers. Uh, he is a past champion in our Canadian National Series, in the NASCAR Pinty Series. And uh, you know what? He has got a serious shot to go down and win the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby. Caden Lapsovich is going to join us on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Still lots more to come. This is Ray Dunlap, and if you want to know what's going on in motorsports, make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio. We're in trouble all the time. You read about us all in the papers. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167.
Get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Is it your job to light the fire, the campfire, or maybe you're like me and you heat your home with wood? You need to use it quick, quick. These fire starters work. No paper or kindling. And presto, your fire is going every time. No toxic fumes, just warm, enjoyable flames. You can get them online. Go to quickwick.com. Quickwick, they work. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in. Well, uh, let's see. Let's recap, shall we? We've heard from Bob Dilner. We had a good chat with Bob. Uh, we did hear from Raphael Lazard talking about going into the truck series uh, this year coming up. He's going to be in a GMS truck, not with Kyle Busch Motorsports anymore. Then we flipped it back over to the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby. We've heard from Stephen Nassi that stood in victory lane last year and then got booted out. Then we heard from Augie Grill, one of those uh, crafty veterans. We heard from Grand Enfinger. And now it is time for Caden Lapsovich, our Canadian national champion from a couple years ago. He is going to be one competitive guy at Pensacola come this weekend, and he joins us now on the hotline. What's going on, Caden? How's my bud? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Not doing too bad at all. You ready to uh, kick the tires and light the fires on that number 16 car or what? Yeah, I think so. Um, I spent the weekend, uh, well, the American Thanksgiving, I stayed down in Indiana, uh, going over the car, getting it set up. Um, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm I'm happy how it come out on the scales. My numbers are good, so I'm excited, uh, anxious, ready to get going, and, uh, you know, see how the week plays out. <laughs> 
Well, well, those other guys were all having turkey and falling asleep. Not you. You were on a creeper underneath that race car making that thing ready to go. Uh, Caden, you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've never ran the Derby before, have you? No, I've never even seen five, or Pensacola. Wow. So it's going to be one of those ones, but you're not a stranger to these big races. Uh, you've done really well at a number of these big races, and you've been competing down there all season long and a bunch last year. So uh, you're going to fit in. You know probably three-quarters of the field that you're going to be running against. Yeah, you know, I, I'd never seen uh, Winchester either until, I think, three days before the race, and, it, and it's a tough place to get around. So, you know, we fared all right there. Um, you know, Pensacola's a little bit different. Um, you know, it's because it's, it's the Derby. You know, everybody goes to it. Uh, it's the last race of the year. It's, it's yeah. got the history. It's got it all. You know, everybody wants to win it. So it's a big field. Um, it's like it's like I said, I'm anxious to get it going, and, uh, you know, I'm ready. Yeah, you, you may not have been there before, but I can guarantee you haven't missed too many of the laps that have taken place there. Uh, you would have had one eye firmly planted on it. What do you do for notes heading into Pensacola where you have never been? Has the car, has the crew, and do they have a baseline to start out with? Well, I've, I've really leaned on uh, Cody Glick, who's the general manager at Rowdy, a lot um, for advice and help uh you know he kind of gave me a baseline set um you know it's something that he he starts with there every time he goes there and usually stays pretty close to it so um you know I, that makes me uh feel a little bit better and uh you know i know he's got a lot of success there uh he's done really well in the past with a bunch of different drivers and um you know i'm just I'm grateful to have him on my side and grateful that I'm, he's there for me to lean on. Absolutely. And grateful to work for the guy too, right? He's not going to give you the wrong setup. No. No. You, no, no. When you got to work, when you got to work with a guy side by side, you know, you're going to give him the good one. Yeah. He's, he's always in pretty straightforward with me. And, uh, you know, he, he makes me work for some answers sometimes, uh, when I have questions, but you know, I know he's, he's making me use my brain and making me think through processes and stuff. So, it's been it's been real neat to work work alongside him a lot and uh you know, get to know him real well. He's become a real good friend to me and um you know, I'm just it's like I said, I'm excited that he's in he's in my corner and uh just he's an awesome guy to be able to lean on absolutely so uh now you, you did the exciting portion here we we've got a sponsor announcement here so who, who, who are we going to see on that bright blue number 16 um it just it come about a couple days ago um you know i'm excited to have uh luke ramsey and apc on the side of the car there um you know it was awesome that they wanted to step on board and it was cool to see a canadian uh company going to going to the derby with a canadian so Hopefully I can do them proud. Um, you know, I'm real grateful for Luke and everything he's done for short track racing in Ontario. And, uh, you know, I'm excited that he's, he's coming on board and helping us get down there. Oh, that's awesome news. And way to go, Luke. Uh, if you're tuned in, way to go. Uh, congratulations. It's going to show extremely well. And how about that? A shot to go down and win the Derby with uh, a, a guy that can get the job done in a great car. Uh, with a great sponsor on the car. That, that's tremendous news, kiddo. Well-deserved. Good job. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, when you do get interviewed, you got to thank AP Racing Engines and APC. You like there's uh, there's a whole pile of APs that you got to thank in Victory Lane. I know APs always had a uh, a, a close presence with the with the Blount guys in the sixteen. So I was just throwing you know a, a fun jab for you. But in Victory Lane, you got to remember all these names, right? Yeah, well, there's there's also Ace Services. So there's hey, yeah, there we go, there we too. go. That's right. And they've been real good. He's been real good to us too. And I'm grateful for his support. And uh, it's a lot of A's. <laughs> a lot of A's. I'm, I'm sure I'll boggle them up at some point, but I always try to make sure I get them in. Hey, man, the best place to boggle them up is is Victory Lane. Now, the 16 is known as a blue car, and the APC logo is blue. It, does it change to white on the blue car? How does this look? How does this look? Where can we see what the car is going to look like? Well, I, I only have just a – I got a picture of the rear quarter. I'll, I'll tweet it out here after um, I'm done. But uh, I think the, what he did was he just made the outline of it white, I think, to make it pop a little. Cool. But um, the rendering I got looks pretty good, so I'm excited. Everything looks good on blue, man. Yeah. That, that car that car looks that car looks banging every time you hit the racetrack. And uh, how about that? A, a Canadian sponsor steps up. You know, a couple of Canadian companies, really. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, helping out. Uh, a guy getting down there and getting after it, uh, really a, an awesome shot. Caden, looking at uh, you know you've you've got a couple of these big you know marquee shows under your belt now, um, you know down there. Um, the the Derby, what's it mean to you? What's the Derby mean to you? I it's it's the the pinnacle of short track racing. You know everybody wants to do it. Everybody wants to say they ran it. Everybody wants to say they won it. So um. You know, I'm just, I'm another one of those. It's, it's something I've really wanted to do uh, for a long time. And, you know, I'm I'm grateful for Bobby giving me the opportunity to go do it. And, um, you know, I just, I can be more blessed. Well, and you've earned every opportunity that you've got, Caden, all the way through your career. It's not like anything has been handed to you. Uh, you've made the best of every opportunity, and I know you're going to make the best of this one as well. Uh, uh, you work at Rowdy. Uh, you're there now all the time. Do you ever get a chance to talk to Kyle? And I know Kyle is going to be heading down there. Just learn that tonight with Bob Dillner. Uh, it sounds like Kyle's going to be there, so the boss is going to be in the house. Yeah, um, you know, he, I don't really ever see him at the shop. Um, you know, he sort of just minds his P's and Q's, which, you know, is understandable. But I've I've had the pleasure to talk to him a couple times at the racetrack. Um, you know, me and him talked quite a bit at Kakana during the Dixie Lane 250. Um, you know, just bouncing how to get around the track. And I, I know he he had good success there, so I I leaned on him for some tips and tips and tricks to get around there. So, you know, he was a real nice guy. Um He's, he's always willing to lend a hand and give advice when he can, too. Well, rolling into the derby you watch, he's going to clam up like you've never seen him because he's going to want to win that one again. But uh, it's definitely going to be an awesome race. Have you played it out your mind? I can well imagine you have. And Only what's about it look 8 million like? laps. Yeah, probably. what's it look like? Um, well, when I, when I play it out in my dreams, it all goes perfect. You know, we sit on the pole. I go to the back to try and go for the 25 grand. I take my tires at the right time, and, you know, we end up in victory lane. But, um, you know, it, it'll be a lot different come come Sunday or next Sunday and, you know, as the week plays out. But, um, you know, I, I know i got some learning to do. i got to be able to make sure I keep up with the racetrack. 
and uh, you know, just stay on top of everything. But um, it'll be tough, but I'm looking forward to it. Now, the Labsovich clan is known for you know pretty good parties after races and things like that. Sure. Um, I imagine there's going to be a pretty wild uh, watch party somewhere down in in southern Ontario. Uh, do you know of uh, any big watch parties that are that are set up in advance? Other than the one we're going to have here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure my my uh, my mom and dad and all them they'll watch it at my grandma's, and I wouldn't be too surprised if my uncle was there too. But um, you know, I know I got a lot of support from I think just about everybody in Ontario that that I know. So I had a lot of messages, a lot of people cheering me on, and um, I'm just. It's awesome to see. Uh, I love all the support I'm getting. Um, everybody's cheering me on, and you know, I just hope I can go do everyone proud. You're gonna. I can guarantee it. Uh, it's going to be off the chip. Um, it's, so, when do you go? When do you actually head to the Derby? You're going to get any kind of practice in before? And I guess uh, you're one of those. Uh, you got to qualify the to get in, right? Yeah. So I, I still got to work Monday and Tuesday. Um, I'll head up. Tuesday after work, or down, I guess it is. I'll head down Tuesday after work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taking uh, Charlie Keevan's car down with me. He's running the crate race, so I'm happy to help them out. Um, we'll go there Tuesday. We, got, I think we just roll through Tech Wednesday, and then we get on track on Thursday. So Limited practice, uh, but, hey, you don't need that much practice. All you do is burn up tires and fuel. You pretty well know what you got after about 10, 15 laps anyway, right? Yeah, it's just the the thing that I think the thing I'm most worried about is just how different the Florida air is and how, how it changes so drastically. Um, the one big thing that I've really been told is, you know, keep up with the racetrack, make your changes accordingly, and don't over-adjust. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten, gotten trouble with that before. Um, even at Winchester, I over-adjusted and went, went too far with it. So, you know, I just, I gotta keep that in the back of my head. Um, I really gotta keep up with the air, uh, how the track's changing and how it's taking rubber and stuff to, to make sure we're, we're all tuned in for, uh, Sunday and 300 laps. The age old thing. Make changes, but don't make too many changes. Yeah, well, you, how many changes exactly. do you make? Yeah, you, well, you, you make drive, a lot of changes. Well, you made too many. Driver drives the car. The crew chief makes the changes. <laughs> but you gotta have the, the driver's gotta put the input in. I know. So I it's know. it's crazy, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's definitely a uh, it, it's a different world down there, and and uh, you know they deal with it a lot on the East Coast. Uh, you know, you, we, we've had Cole Butcher on the program talking about this before. And that dew point really sneaks up on you, and I know uh, Bob Dillner touched on it. Sure, um, you know uh, it's uh, it, it throws a curveball at everybody, and and uh, you know as soon as as soon as you crest that little number of of dew being there, um, it seems like uh, it's it's like somebody flips a switch, right? And uh, uh, you're you're the guy that can figure it out, though, and uh, you've you've been there, done that. Uh, you've stood in victory lane a couple times, and. Uh, Everybody up here is cheering for you, man, and go get it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. What's the roughest track you've ever raced on? Oh, Winchester, easily. Uh, <laughs> it had so much character. Um, it throw you around, and then you, you hope and pray the banking catches you. But, um, you know, I've heard Pensacola is not as bad, but it, it's got a lot of character to it. So, um, you know, i, I got to find all those bumps and make sure I'm – Hitting them right and not overloading corners and 
doing everything I can on my end in the driver's seat. The yeah. neat part is you find them at 100 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. done. <laughs> Just think, Caden, think, and remember this, think old Cayuga. Think old Cayuga. It was bumpy and everything else, too, right? Think old Cayuga. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be off the hook. Kiddo, we're going to be watching you. Uh, get out there, be safe, have safe travels down there. And, man, I tell you what, we can't wait to watch you in this race. Good luck. Thank you. you Appreciate it. You betcha. That's Caden Lapsovich. Watch for him. Oh, man, Junior. This race is going to be off the charts. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Uh, APC, you know, stepping up. That's cool to, to hear and and uh, and see. Um, definitely, uh, definitely neat to to see. Uh, you know, a young guy get a, a big shot. You know, it's uh, the the snowball derby in a really good car. Um, you know, he's he's. There's no reason why he wouldn't be in anybody's top five pick. You yeah. Know? Um, oh yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know he's he's got a shot at it if he can if he can hit it right out of the box and and obviously the the rowdy bunch uh, you know they brought some really stout stuff down there over the past five years and uh, um, you know because it is Hamkey it's kind of a combination between you know Kyle Busch Motorsports and 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 you know the the Hamkey development program um, just a such a, uh, a a powerhouse team, um, you know, or a power a powerhouse builder. Yep. And yep. Uh, you know, a great notebook. Uh, you know, one thing that they do need to you know ensure is is longevity, right? Blount right. Blount has a a big problem with keeping the car underneath the driver, right? They've got no problem bringing a fast race car to the racetrack, uh, but uh, it seems like their Achilles heel is the reliability aspect. And you know that's that's one of the things that if they if they if the car can stay underneath Caden, uh, Caden's not the type to go out there and and destroy cars. No, nope. um, he's the type to go out there and and get the best finish that he can. Um, you know he's aggressive, so he's not afraid to use up a fender. Cautiously um, aggressive. He's not afraid to use up a nose, um, right. but he's also not the type of you know not the type of guy to go out there and bend clips. No, nope. you know, no a, bull a, in a china exactly. shop. Exactly. So um, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what uh, you know what plays out. Obviously, you know, it, not having any laps at some of the other tracks that are out there that are marquee like Nashville or Winchester or Jucasa or, or Riverside. Those those types of places, um, if you don't have a whole lot of laps there, you can show up and be strong. Yeah, a little more the forgiving, derby, maybe. Yeah. The Derby is is not as forgiving. So it seems like even Cup guys that show up there. You know, I, right? I think back a couple of years ago, a guy like Landon Castle, you know, showed up there. He's he's a Cup driver on on Sundays uh had had finished second in the derby to Johanna Long and uh you know lots of lots of laps there and and you know took a few years off and showed up and couldn't get out of his own way and right. make the field right so yep. Yep. um you know you think back to Corey LaJoy same deal uh Brandon McReynolds uh lots of big names that you know show up there and and are not good right out of the gate um and you know if you can show up there you know, be in in the on the the left side of the speed chart. You know, top twenty. Yep. Um, that's about all you can ask for, and then you can dial it in from there. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really pulling for for you know that whole sixteen team. I think Caden can can get the job done if they can put a piece under him, and and hopefully it stays together. I really really kick my butt right now. You know what just flashed into my mind? No, Jerry Artuso. 
Yeah. Uh, from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I did Jerry not see him in the so Good. Uh, well, not good for Jerry. Yeah. Uh, love watching him go there. But I'm, I'd be glad if he's not on the list and because we didn't get him on this show again. And it I'm bothers it me. Right it bothers me. Uh, to the core, you got to know that uh, Jerry Artuso has always, always done a great job at Speed Weeks. Uh, he goes down there and does a great job. And um, you know what? I've seen him there at the Derby, I believe. Uh, maybe not for the Snowball Derby. Yep, for the Snowball. He's yeah, the snowball. but uh, definitely the Snowflake. And he usually takes a couple of cars down. So, um, uh, if Jerry, if you are he going, he's not in. He's, he's not, not in. entered. Not, not on the entry list as of right now. Uh, okay. Um, there's only one number five, and that's Casey Johnson, right, uh, from from uh, Wisconsin there. But uh, he's always the number five. So yes, if, yes, he is. If, there's no sense in looking any further on the list. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, he, he is always. The number I wouldn't five. doubt you'll see him at Speed Weeks down uh, yes. at Smyrna Speedway. Yep. Um, and and. Uh, we got to get him on this show. I know a couple, uh, well, a little while ago, I reached out and uh, we, we didn't hear anything back. Um, but you know what? He's a busy guy. He's got Laird Speedway as well. At least he used to. Don't know if he still does or not. But uh, Jerry Ertus always a threat to win when he's behind the wheel as well. And he always represents uh, represents Canada real well. But there's going to be everybody at this derby. Yes. Everybody's going to be there, and I got to remind you one last time before we hit the air, hit the, hit the back to Toronto button. Um, you can, if you can't be at Pensacola, Florida, at Five Flags Speedway for the 53rd annual Snowball Derby, you can watch all of the action. And I'm telling you, the coverage is superb on Speed51.tv. Uh, you don't want to miss it. This will be the value that you're looking for as a short track fan. Uh, this will be the one. I can guarantee you that. These are names that we have not said tonight on the air, right? Oh, and there's and a pile of them. Derek Griffith. Yes, Derek. Austin awesome. Nason. Chris Davidson. Connor O'Kresic. Uh, Hunter Robbins. Case uh, and Plot. Uh, Man, the list goes on and on. Mason Diaz, we haven't said that name. Garcia, uh, is he on the Jake list? Jake Garcia is yeah. on the list. There you go. Uh, Jesse Dutilli, um, you know, tons of laps there. Uh, Daniel Dye, another young upcoming rookie. Um, Bob Lyons, the number 44 yeah. in a rowdy car, yep. the, the, the red car. Uh, uh, Cody Connor. These are all names that we haven't said tonight. Right. Preston Peltier. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Smith. Uh, Boris Yorkovic, another yeah, name that yeah, we yeah. haven't said. Matt Craig, Matt winner of Craig, the Cars Tour huge. Championship. Yep. Um, Corey Heim, another Corey, name that we've we had him on said. a couple of weeks ago. But these are all names that we haven't mentioned tonight. Yeah. Dalton Zare, another one. Like that is the the craziest list. Those guys, when those guys don't make the mention yeah. of of talking about a big race. Yeah, yeah. Up, um, you know, it's uh, we've said a lot of names tonight. You know, yes. we've said a lot of names that are going to be there. And when you go down through the list of, of the names that we didn't cover off tonight, Donnie Wilson as well. Donnie. That's another one that we yeah. didn't talk, talk about. Uh, but, like, it, it's it, it's such a big event. Uh, get the pay-per-view. Uh, last year, I know it was on Facebook for free at the end because of that big hack. Right. right? Yeah, That's yeah. not going to happen this no, year. No, not this year. Get the pay-per-view. Yeah, make sure you're there. Tune in. We will be tuned in. Yeah, we're going to talk about the winner next week. We're going to talk about all the action next week uh, because we'll be tuned in. Yes, we absolutely will. But that is going to draw us to a close 
for this week on Race Time Radio. i got to thank Susie Q right here in our studio for hooking us up with all of our guests tonight. And we got to thank uh, Scotty back in Toronto. I believe it's Scotty in the air chair back there at Sirius XM, uh, Channel 167. If you happen to have missed the show, uh, you can catch us on the Sirius XM app or get to racetimeradio.com and download it, whatever. Uh, you, you, uh, before you watch the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby, do yourself a favor if you missed tonight's show, go back and listen to it. We got a great preview, not only this week, but last week with Cole Butcher and uh, Bubba Pollard. Like, oh man, I'll tell you what. It's going to be a great race, but that's it for us. You have a good one. Be safe this week, and uh, we will catch you next Sunday right here on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.